And we're back. Welcome back, folks, to yet another episode of Snooze and Booze. I'm joined by, man, you're becoming like almost like a, a regular on the show, Tom. Yeah. My son, Thomas, uh, oh, Tommy not. Knocker, Medell. Tommy Knocker, bro. I, yeah. <laughs> I have nothing else better to do. So. Well, I appreciate that this is what you do when you have nothing else to do. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you're telling me this fucking crazy story about some movie you saw? Tell oh. me. Recant it for me, please. Okay. It's a short film by the director of Hereditary, Ari Aster. It's mm-hmm. called The Strange Things About the Johnsons, I think. And it was Where did you find this on YouTube? Yes. Uh, well, I was looking at his like filmography on the site Letterboxd, mm-hmm. and The Strange Things About the Johnsons was on there, so I checked it out, and a lot of people were saying, like, oh, this is really disturbing, man. So I checked it out on YouTube, and it was So free. obviously that piques your interest yeah. or whatever, right? So I checked it out on YouTube for free, and... I watched the whole thing at like 11 mm-hmm. at night. So it gave it that extra vibe or omniance. Om- yeah. Kind of. But it's not really a horror. It's not really a horror film. Uh, well, it's not a horror film. It's about this this kid who has a relationship with his father. Why does it start off? The first scene? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It starts off with this kid masturbating. What? Okay, well, you told me you said jerking off. Why do you want to say masturbating all of a sudden you're on the podcast? Okay, jerking off. <laughs> jerking off. <laughs> and the same thing, the kid actor. Yeah. He's the kid from Ant Farm. He's like a kid from. Oh, Ant really? Farm. The fucking Nick show? The Or is that Disney? Nickelodeon show? Or Disney? The Disney show. But yeah, this is like a kid He's show. He's a kid from Ant Farm, and I was like, what? So his dad walks in, and he's like, oh. And it's later revealed. That he was jerking off to a picture of his dad. Oh my lord, that and is it was that, gross. That, that, that it was part so tripped me out when you told me that. I was gross. like, alright, stop. I want to hear this on the show now because this. Is I was like, oh my god. Mm-mm-mm. So I watched more of it. Yeah, you saw the whole thing. Mm-hmm. How long is it? It's like only twenty-seven minutes. Short film, right? Yeah, yeah. pretty short. Mm-hmm. And it shows him like growing up, or it doesn't spend too much time of him when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. It's just to him when he's an adult, and he. The kid gets married, mm-hmm. and his mother's trying to find him at this his like party that he's throwing after his marriage, and yeah. she finds out the reception. This is the day of the wedding, the night of the yeah. wedding. Okay, so this is the reception. Right? The reception, yeah. and she sees through like a little hole through his shed, like him making out with his father. What? And his father does not like it. First of all, wait. He's, so like, why is he doing he's it? He's ashamed of himself because his son is like really like threatening him, and he's like hitting him. He's hit. He's just like. This is so fucking weird, man. So this is the thing about the Johnsons, right? Yeah. I'm cursing too much. I apologize. She's just like shocked, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't do anything about it until like the end of the thing. Wait, this is the kid's wife or the kid's mom? Kid's mom. So it's the husband. Obviously, the husband's wife. Yeah. And they're still together in the movie. Mm -hmm. You need. You need to just watch it. Honestly. Yeah, that sounds trippy. It's really weird. Yeah, incest stuff is always weird to me. I don't know, like, well, I mean, it's weird to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. But, but there's like this obsession. Uh, I think ever remember because mm-hmm. you were asking me what's the most disturbing movie I ever saw, and I think yeah. my answer was Old Boy. And Old Boy, the uh, two thousand, the Japanese version or yeah. Korean version, technically. Yeah, it's a, it's. I only I always say that because it's a Korean film based on a Japanese manga, so you know, but not the Spike Lee one. That's why I know that's where you're going bad with this. One. No, no, it it wasn't bad. It just wasn't like there's was no need to remake this. It just was. You know, I like Spike Lee, but. <clears throat> I'm just a, such a big fan of the original because the original really tripped me out. I remember when I first saw it, it was like, what? I mean, I don't know. I was 
I think I was out of high school, but it was pretty much around that age. So I remember it really tripped me out. And have you seen it, right? Or have you not? I haven't seen that one. I've just seen the 2013 Old Boy, and I haven't even seen the original one, but I can already tell it's really bad. The original one is Not really the original good. one. Oh, uh, the new, yeah, one. yeah. Yeah. So I won't spoil it, but there is, like, some Insta stuff involved. So it's just, it's just, his daughter? Yeah. Yeah, so you know the story already? Yeah, his, like, daughter gets kidnapped or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he has to go look for her. And right. he's, like, not a very good father. No, no, no. Well, in the beginning, it shows him kind of like not necessarily deadbeat. He works and he takes care of his family, but he's just he's, not around. It shows that he loves his like daughter, <laughs> but he's not. He's not around. <laughs> Excuse me. He's more of a drunk. He'd rather hit on other <coughs> other women, stuff like that. It's just not really good. But I remember, like, legit, remember um, that movie tripping me out. Like, wow, that's crazy. And I just remember it disturbing me at the same time. Like, oh man, that's. that's... But that stuff was always like, if you want to pre- press the envelope for. What's too edgy, quote unquote, or what to freak people out? Uh, an easy go-to is incest stuff, I think, for films, for horror films specifically. Another one is killing babies. Yeah, kids getting killed in films. That's always a. That's always one where. What? That's like you can't do that. Yeah. Because even the Halloween remake. Remember, there's a scene where you think that Michael Myers is about to kill a baby in the crib. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and but he, he does kill do a kid in the beginning, right? A kid, yeah, not a baby, but a kid, yeah. yeah. No, a movie that I. Yo, what's up, though? Well, okay, oh, so now that good. he's here, we can talk. A movie <laughs> that we all three have seen where a baby dies is Train Spotting. Yeah, we just saw that one yesterday. Recently. Yeah, we just saw that one yesterday, Garber. Oh, if you want, or you got wine or something. Oh, shit, no. That's a Order, grab some bruce. Yeah, we just saw Transport. Now, this is a movie for me and Love that we grew up loving. This is a mo- like our favorite, one of our favorite films from the '90s, and it's very definitively '90s. But um, uh, you saw it. You were kind of iffy, right, at first, because you don't have too high opinion of Danny Boyle. Is that true? Or no, he's a he's a good director. It's just I didn't really like Yesterday, and that was it. Oh, so that can skewed you for everything else. Yeah, but like, 20, he's made Twenty Days Later, Steve yeah. Jobs, um, like. What else is there? There's a lot, man. 127 Hours, which... Those are all really good movies. Really yeah. great movies. And Trainspotting is probably my favorite Danny yeah. Boyle movie. It's not... It's not a 10 out of 10. I'll say that. Okay. It's a 9 out of 10 for me. Yeah, that's not bad still. Yeah, it's, it's a great movie. Um, I, it's just personal preference, to be honest. There's nothing really bad about it, but I, w- I wouldn't put it with, like... It's a 5 out of 5. So. Cat in the Hat. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you for that. <laughs> no, but you, uh, like, but you, I know you know where good movies are now. I, I really, I remember it hitting me when I was a kid because that was kind of at, the, at a time, man, when did that come out? 96, 95? Which one? 96. Uh, 96. So I was like 11 years old. Actually, the same age you're at about now, right? So I was 11 years old, but th- but we also grew up very differently. Like, at this time, I was sneaking into that house, partying. Um. Sometimes doing drugs, that kind of stuff, so, or going mostly just like drinking or whatever. But it was just it was kind of a life I was starting to get a little bit more uh, a foothold in. And I remember train spotting, going like, "Wow, this is awesome!" You know, this is that kind of thing. You know, what other movie came out around that time that was very similar was Go. That, oh yeah, that rave that aspect. Was awesome. that, yeah, exactly. The I mean, movie. I don't know if it still holds up to this day, but I've seen it like within the last two years, and I thought it was pretty good. Still, you know. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, lights back on. You no, can get it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's we'll check that one out next. But it's in that same vein where 
it was one of the films that you can definitely tell Quentin Tarantino's influence. Mm. Legit. You'll you'll understand what I'm saying once you see the film, but you'll see Quentin Tarantino's influence, and you'll be like, oh, because yeah. there's a lot of films that came out around the same time. Miramax was really killing it in the 90s, right? Yeah. No, people were like Pulp Fiction, and yeah. even in the 2000s, like Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Well, that's just the, the but more like the indie scene boomed in the 90s. So, yeah, Quentin Tarantino that, that came the, out. Miramax was the company to go to in yep, the 90s. Absolutely. That was the 90s, and then 2000s was like Focus. Right, yeah. And then 2010s uh-huh. was A24. That, uh, that's exactly yeah. right. You're absolutely fucking literally right, Pretty dude. So, so, in the 90s, Miramax hit it with. You basically had Quentin Tarantino come out of there. You had Robert Rodriguez come out of there. You had uh, who else came out of the the indie scene for Miramax? Miramax. Oh, uh, John Favreau. That was basically yeah. He did Swingers and he oh, did um, yeah, yeah. Amazing. No, no, um, it, Swingers was Doug Liman. Okay, which one I'm thinking of? Uh, he did Made. Uh, he did uh, John Favreau. The one he came up with Vince Vaughn. Because um, they've done like a few together. Oh, they did a lot. Yeah. Even more recently, they did couples of G. But I'm saying back then when they just... I think it was Made. Am I thinking of Made? That's, that's a mob, mobster. Yeah, movie. the their two boxers are kind of enforcers type of thing, and they're kind of making it as L.A. actors. Uh, I think it would have been that one. I'd have to... I don't want to look it up right now, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's in that realm. Well, anyway, John Favreau came out of there. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like I said, what, uh, not Wes Anderson. Uh, he came out of something else. I forgot what. He was, was a little like bit later. Indian Paintbrush. What, yeah, that was whatever. his own like company, I think. Because Bottle Rocket came out, and then later Rushmore really kind of hit. Rushmore was like the uh, it was like the company that did Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, and I think Bimrax did go with Hunting. Now that I think about it, but anyways, they hit mostly all the indie flicks. Yeah. So they kind of. Oh yeah, so Kevin Smith. That's who that uh, third one was. It was Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino, and Kevin Smith. All came out of essentially out of Miramax, and they made the indie scene really cool. You know, because uh, before that, what was like an independent film that kind of hit? Before that, you really only had horror movies that were semi-successful. Yeah. And they were considered indie flicks. You know, mm. you didn't really have that until yeah. Miramax came out to make those RC Farting films that really were also popular to the critics and the masses. That were popular. Um, I mean, like, not in the nineties. Yeah, like before the 90s. The Shining? That was an indie flick? No. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, <laughs> dude. What are you talking about? <coughs> so, what do you call it? What do you, I'll go ahead, Love. There was a, I mean, I don't know how, how well it ties in. Did you, did you ever see The Paul Bear? Um, the Undertaker's Henchman? That's funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, obviously not. It's a, oh, maybe um, I did, but go ahead. It's Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, David Schwimmer. Yeah, I think I did see and, that. Uh, was it Barbara Hershey? I want to say. I mean, this was a while ago, but I think yeah, I did see yeah. that. Yeah. Like I, re- I remember it from um, like watching like the trailers or whatever, like on TV. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gives us like you know this like whole kind of rom com like, goof- just like another run of the mill movie, you know. But when you watch it, it's a, it's a lot more. I guess I don't know. Depressing downer. Sort of. Well, no, not exactly. It's like basically the premise is um. Like, there's this guy, like, you know, that him, that he knew in, like, college or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it just turns out he had the same name of his actual best friend, but, like, uh, Barbara Hershey, you know, she's, like, the widow. Like, this uh, kid dies and she contacts him and says, hey, I want you to do the eulogy, you know. And for it's a confused, mistaken identity yeah. thing. Hmm. And, like, the whole time he's like, I don't know, I don't remember that guy. It's like, yeah, you, did you go to this school? He's like, yeah. Do you know so-and-so? He's like, yeah, yeah, that's him. It's like, but I don't really, like... It's just like this whole yeah. kind of misunderstanding through the whole. They movie. think he's the best friend. Yeah, I gotcha. You know, but it actually turns out to be somebody else. But he ends up having an affair with the mom, like throughout with Barbara Hershey. Yeah, because Barbara, Barbara Hershey is gorgeous. Yes, mm-hmm. she's like a 
But she's like a how would you call it? like a Marilyn Monroe for back in the day? Mm. Yeah, but she was more prominent in the seventies, right? Um, I remember like from Swing Kids and yeah, 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 yeah. I think she was in. Wait, no, I'm thinking somebody else. Who was in Tempest? Uh, shit, not Kate Blanchett. Um. Can't think of it on top of my head. I think I want to say Kate Blanchett though. That's in my head. Maybe someone that looks like for me, but I don't know. In my head, I'm picturing her. Okay, yeah. I think I'm just confusing actresses at this point. But okay, but yeah, but yeah, so, you know, yeah. Like, like watching, it's not. It's sort of you know because like he's like trying to get with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's like you know sleeping with you know Barbara Hershey, lady yeah. over here. It's it's not very rom com. It's not one of those where it doesn't. It's not the way the trailer makes it seem to be. Yeah, I got and you. And it, it's a lot artsier. Like, Miss, like some uh, Miss Marketing? Kind of Miss Marketing kind of stuff? Probably, yeah. Like Eternal. I mean, that's how, yeah, like Eternal. That, that's how you get the masses in the door, right? You mis, you mismarket it to a movie that portrays itself as something else, and then when you get there, you're like, what the hell? You know? I mean, to be fair, Joker kind of did that, right? Mm, hmm. Not really. I don't feel that way about Joker. Mm-hmm. But for some of the movies, I do. No, but you already knew going ahead what kind of movie that was. Which one? Joker. Yeah. You, the marketing didn't skew you away from the thing because you, you already had a certain expectation knowing what to go into it. Yeah. But for a lot of people that didn't know, they thought they think they're going into a superhero or a supervillain movie, you know? Someone like, like Birdman. Birdman is a perfect example. Perfect Bird, Birdman, you know, it gives you this... It's this whole... Ends up being this existential breakdown of this guy going through something. And it's yeah, really meta true. in the in the sense that he actually played a superhero very similar yeah, to Birdman. Yeah, called Batman. Batman. Yeah, that's what I'm Birdman. saying. And it's so so it's very and like I remember when I, when that movie first came out, I was telling Love we saw that with Gwen, right? When she, when it first came out, uh, Birdman. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait. Who who directed it? It was um um the guy who directed the Revenant. I think. Oh, El, El Alfonso. Yeah, Alfonso. Inuraka? No, I'm not, I'm not Alfonso, because that's Alfonso cloned. Uh, oh. Alejandro Oh, Alejandro Inurito. You're right, yeah. So who, who am I thinking? Alfonso. The one Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah. He made, like, Roma. That, that's what I was thinking. And Itumami Biende. Itumama Tambien. Oh, yeah. Tommy's taking Spanish, though, in, in high school, so he'll get the. You're doing way better, bro. <laughs> Yeah, you saw Roma recently. Yeah, I haven't great. seen that yet. I Fantastic. saw you. Yeah, I I went to the gym. I saw you, and I passed by, and I saw you watching it, and I I was wondering if you liked it. My mom saw it. She said, "My mom didn't finish it," and I thought that was funny. I was very telling that you did finish it, and she did it. Yeah, right? um, that was really sad, actually. Really? Yeah. Sell me on it. We'll get back to my point later, but I want you to sell me on Roma you want me or to spoil sell both me and Loaf. Yeah, fuck it. I don't mind spoilers. Okay, so I want to do a movie just for the movie. In the movie, <laughs> baby dies. Holy shit, that is dark. Yeah. So there's divorce in the movie. Okay, it's about this housekeeper. Uh, I don't know, Roma, I guess that's her name. Okay. Yeah, and she's but like... I'll be honest, when I first saw the thing on Netflix, I thought it was about Rome in Rome. In, 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 in Italy. Yeah, oh, I didn't know it was a woman's name, yeah. Yeah, she's just going through like a tough time through her, her boyfriend, kind of. He gets her pregnant, but he says, it's not my baby, and he tells her, like, get the F away from me. Oh, really? Like that. So he denies her and kind of, yeah. And at one point, she runs into him again, but he's, like, robbing her. Jesus. But he didn't know she was, like, at the store that he was robbing. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Bad coincidence, so I think. Was just, they were just, like, staring at each other, and then he ran away. She has a baby, and... Is that dead? Jesus. Wait, so it's, like, a miscarriage, or... 
Mistress. She delivers it? Oh, okay. oh, she delivers it dead, actually. Oh, stillborn. That's yeah. even sadder. Fuck. And then later on in the film, the family that she's taking care of, they're getting divorced. Hmm. So and she's so all, in the middle of that And mess. all the kids, because they have a bunch of kids in the family. They're it, all, like, is, really sad. Does this sad. take place in Mexico? Yes. Oh, okay. It's a really great movie. Uh, it seems really depressing. Most good movies are... Pre- I mean, most depressing movies are pretty good, usually. Right? Yeah. Jesus, man, that's heavy, bro. Yeah. Lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I thought it was gonna be a lot. Oh wow, I don't know. You just threw me for a curveball. Uh, what were we talking about? Dead know, babies. Dead babies Jesus. Babies. What else has a dead baby? <laughs> what should we call it? Um. Uh, what movie were? Oh, so well, let me try to skew it back around. So, Trace Bunny. So I, we saw it Friday yesterday. Yes. Uh, that was the first time you had seen that. Speaking of dead babies, that was the first time we had seen that since. <laughs> when's the last time you saw Chase Spotting before? Chase Spotting. I want to say earlier this year. Oh, so you've seen it pretty recently. Somewhere recently. Does it yeah. still hold up the same way, or different? Do you see it differently now that you're older and gone through different experiences than when you first saw it in high school? Um. Well, I mean, I guess like you know, obviously drug addiction is like the big theme throughout. You mm-hmm. know? So I was never able to like relate to it. Cause I remember you from high school. When you were in high school, you weren't able to. Right, yeah, you know. But even then, like, I've never done heroin or anything like that. But, like, at least just from an outsider point of view, just to kind of just see the way it kind of... Uh, with Tommy specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the one that had kind of had, like, everything going for himself. My yeah, son or... Uh... Oh, the character Tommy. Oh, the but, character. yeah, same, same. Same applies to you, buddy. <laughs> but, um... You know, until, like, you know, his girlfriend leaves him over that little videotape mishap. Yeah, that part I actually related to a lot. It was kind of funny. Yeah. That part, like, oh, shit, I relate to that now. That that, that, that didn't relate to me back in the day, but now it related to me. <laughs> Tommy's reading too okay. much so into like this. Video <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tommy's reading like, are there, are there videos of my mommy? I'm <laughs> <laughs> just joking, dude. Go ahead, Tommy. Um, I mean, no. Oh, but, uh, yeah, you know, like, after she leaves him, because he's, like, the only clean one out of, like, all the whole group of, well, him and Begbie. And he's the one that dies, right? Yeah, you know, like. He, Ironic twist. Introduces yeah. him to. He's the one who is like life falls down the most, right? Yep. I, I guess from where everyone's out. Down, like apartment. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. The dirty ass apartment. You know. And he got AIDS from it from using an infecting needle. Is that how he died? Uh, toxoplasmosis. So oh. The result of of uh, autoimmune. Uh, right? yeah. I didn't know. What that. happened was yeah, because um, like they go to his funeral, and um, I guess uh, Mark Renton, uh, Ewan McGregor's character, is asking one of the guys like, "So what happened?" So it's like. He's like, okay, he's trying to, like, you know, get his girlfriend back, trying to call her and do this and that. Yeah. And she's, like, not, she's not, you know, responding. So he ends up getting, like, a kitten. And, you know, she doesn't want to have anything to do with him or the kitten or anything. So he ends up hanging on to it. But by then, you know, he's, like, it's, you know, he's a really heavy drug user. So he says he just has his cat, like, in his apartment just pissing and shitting everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get toxoplasmosis. Right, from for the, the cat piss. The uh, feces, I think. Oh, is cheesing. that the piss? Cheesing, I thought. That's what I thought. The who? The cheesing? It's called cheesing. Yeah. When you specifically take a cat's piss in so you can hallucinate. Yeah. Seriously, that's a thing? Yeah. Todd knows yeah. about it, son. Because I know it's big for you and your friends at school. No. It's yeah. not? But you know about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, tell us about you it. You can screw the diseases. But. Cheesing is a reference to South Park. <laughs> because in an episode, uh, kids are getting high by sniffing cat pee. Mm-hmm. And they're just like hallucinating, mostly Kenny. Yeah, he's the <laughs> best because they turn into like a metal, metal uh, 
uh, Metal 2000 epi- You know what I'm saying Remember that oh, heavy metal heavy, Yeah remember that Girl? Yeah so it's like Really <laughs> fucking epic And there's titties Everywhere It's crazy But uh-huh. the episode's Genius because Cartman Legit turns into Like an Anne Frank Type character Where he's hiding Jews in Nazis For like, real? But he's hiding he's kittens hiding kittens And like cats in Because oh, they're everyone, after everyone's Cheesing they're trying To get rid of all cats Everywhere So he becomes this Like <laughs> this Jewish holder You know like it, Type of thing Like saving the oh, Jews wow. Yes It's actually quite genius Because it's one of the Few endearing episodes For Cartman He doesn't get a lot Of redemption episodes But this is one Where he comes out Really like this Really like huh. <laughs> yeah, That's pretty funny Yeah Very ironic mm-hmm. Very genius I'm telling you Those Trey Matt and Stone And Trey Parker I don't know. Yeah Satirical Yeah absolutely I agree We just saw One of the greatest War movies of all time Before we came over here uh, Starship Troopers <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> yeah, one of the greatest. Yes. Full Metal Jacket has nothing on Starship Troopers, bro. One more time. Say it again. One more time. <laughs> yeah. Paul Verhoeven directed that. He's the king of satire. He's the guy that directed their first Robocop. You know how in between Robocop, there's random ass commercials that are like all about capitalism and oh. consumerism? Oh. You remember? It's really they live ish. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, the same thing kind of happened with Starship Troopers, but it's all about like recruitment. So it's basically this like, oh, you know, this propaganda machine where you should join too. You know, it's all that. There's so there's little commercials in between the stuff that's going on in the war. Hmm. But you could legit tell because it looks like Robocop in the same universe as Robocop, like just a huh. part part uh, Verhoeven type type of type of thing where he's like legitimately it's satire but he's straight out just pointing the finger like don't fall for it both both this bullshit or you know the consumers or the people who are anonymous drones you know that kind of thing yeah i like sugarcoating it or like like innuendos it's as is that's as dumbed down as can be as it can be for like telling you what's going on starship troopers is okay there's a lot of aspects that aren't good like what? Oh, the CGI. Effects. The CGI, some of the acting. Um, sure, I'll give you that. The dialogue was pretty bad sometimes. The dialogue's great. I think it's after this book that's called Starship Troopers, obviously, but it's based on like these quote-unquote space marines. <clears throat> but you don't get that because they don't say space marines, right? But you know if you're a marine, you get it because all the quotes that they have are after famous marines that have made those quotes. Hmm. So if you're Because when you're a boot camp You obviously You get a lot into Military history Specifically marine battles So it's after All these guys Who won like uh, Medal of Honors Who have had These famous quotes And they put that Into the book Or into the movie As well So there's like uh, uh, Kill 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 them all That's very famous But that comes from This marine that said that You know whatever Dan Daly and, and you know Chesley Puller Another famous marine Who's like Come on you sons of bitches You want to live forever That's a very specific Marine quote So he puts these things In the, in the movie And they're supposed to be So it Kind of is telling you Oh yeah They're supposed to be Space marines You know it's, I don't know It's just very funny To me the whole Like machine of it all you know? Funny. Yeah. The con- the concept is great. Space space marines fighting bugs. Yeah, sure. That's like <laughs> sounds like the best movie ever. Yeah, but yeah. The the way they pull it off, it's so <laughs> the application like, for it is different. <laughs> yeah, I do like the gore in it. I do like that. Okay. And the that, uh, that speaks to the horror fan in you. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I like the way they use practical effects sometimes, and sometimes I'm not gonna say all the time the CGI wasn't terrible. Okay, that's fair for its time, right? Because yeah, it came out in the first 90s. Time. And, like you said, some of the dialogue wasn't that... It wasn't bad, uh, but most of it was, was I re- not that great to me. I remember the trailer for that movie came out. They used Blur, Song 2. Do you remember this, Loaf? 
um, like what in the trailer? In yeah, the in the trailer for the fil- for the film. And I remember I got the soundtrack thinking that song was gonna be on there because I loved that song and it wasn't on there. And I was like the so trailer? disappointed. Hey, soundtracks do that. Yeah, they sold so, so they put it. They, it wasn't in the film. But you know what was on there? Fade into You by Mazzy Star. Oh, was it? Yeah. What part was, was it? Uh, Dude, I don't really remember the movie. All that much. It's actually the part where he first runs into the his ex girlfriend that dumped him, and she's uh-huh. with the other dude, and they kind of start fighting over it. So that's the background for it. But but I remember like uh, legit, you know, because this song you got to remember Blur Two. Uh, was well, one year wonder in the states the band Blur, but in no, in they, the, they've had some pretty big songs. But like, but in in the UK they were huge. They're like super huge. It ended up becoming one of my favorite like. One of my favorite Euro bands, I'd say. Uh, literally my favorite video, I think, of all time. I'm not that even was kidding. A cool video. It's Coffee and TV. Oh, that one too. Yeah, I'm not talking about Blur song too, but I'm oh, talking, yeah. but I'll show you it too because it's just, it's about this adorable milk carton that like they do try, little yes, little. it's dude. I'm telling you, and he lives his life I'm trying sold. to find love. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, dude, it's so good. So and it's one of their best songs. And then obviously, you know, they had a lot of great songs, but they were just more Euro rock than. Yeah, Brit okay. Rock. Brit Rock. Brit, Brit, Brit Pop Rock. I mean, I don't... Yeah, they're in the same vein as, like, Oasis. They're pretty much the second wave of the... Oasis. They're in the second wave of, like, Beatles and Rolling Stones. They're in the second mm-hmm. wave of that, of the British Invasion. Okay, I mean... Sounds good. I mean, I'll show you some songs later. Anyways, back to the point. They use this song to promote it, and this song is awesome, because it's only, like, a minute and a half long, but it's, like, the greatest anthem to, like, any, like, pump you up, ready to go out and fight type song. We'll fight some bugs! It's called, it's called song two, but it's called, but but really everybody knows it as the woohoo song. Yeah, <laughs> here I'll play it for a little bit or a little bit of it. Uh, let's see, give me a second. That would have been better. Let's go fight some bugs. The woohoo song. The woo, the bug song. Okay, here it goes. Watch. I'll show you what I'm talking about. Oh, nope, I'm sorry, I'm not, folks. Let me rewind this. God damn it. Son of a bitch. Here he goes. Anyway, that's the song, right? So they use that song to do the Starship Trooper song, and I thought it was gonna be the soundtrack. I buy a soundtrack, it's not on there. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> and then ended up, you know, like that's how I got into Mazzy Star. I don't know if that was the moral of the story, but yep, there you go. <laughs> as long as there's a moral. Yep. Uh, so, anyways, Tom, you have concept. You've written some scripts already. What is your first film? Do you think is gonna be? I feel like a short horror film. Okay, so in the vein of um, what's that YouTube channel with the uh, with the uh, the seeker dude, the guy that can't see. Um, oh, uh, crypt. Yeah, the crypt TV. Crypt so TV. in the same they vein of that kind of, thing? like stuff like that. Maybe I don't. I don't really know. Actually, it depends on like what what movie I'm watching. To be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're. I guess your influences change all the time. Yeah. Um, because if I'm watching, like, Eternal Sunshine, the spot's fine, I can be like, oh, I can write, like, a romance film. 
But if I want to see something like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I can write a movie about this family of crazy people that murder. I don't know, teens. Hmm. What? Look, have you ever thought about making a film, or have you ever tried to make a film? I always thought about it, I just never executed it. Mm-hmm. What did you have any have ideas though? Did you ever get past the concept stage? What were your some of your ideas? Uh, just something really minimal. At least, just like as far as the concept goes, just something really minimal where it's like. Um, I have uh, endings for films. That's what I think of like endings. How is this gonna tie in? And like, and uh, like an ending is like okay, how can I fit this into the beginning? How could this happen? She almost write a movie in reverse type of thing. Yeah. You got the ending figured out. Now let's just see how we got there. Mm-hmm. That's that an interesting memento? point too. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was gonna say like the memento timeline. Huh. I like that. Oh, you see that Simpsons thing, like the Simpsons uh, cinema tribute. No. What was that? I sent it on uh, Instagram. That's where it's like every movie reference in the Simpsons. Oh, yeah. right. Like, yeah. It's like a series. I only sent one. Mm-hmm. I want to check that the out. No, like the Godfather, Indiana Jones, Clockwork Orange. Really? Like it's, yeah. it's very clever. Just like seeing it side by side with the it's original really, scene. It's really and cool. I must have missed that. I needed to see that again. Okay. Or try to rewatch it. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you're saying love? Oh, shit. Um, films? Are we going to like, uh, I'm trying to like, you know, um, think of like a movie. Like along the lines of, but it's not it. We almost like a, like a singular character and and um we always end up like default into movie talk whenever you're on Tom. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say like every time I'm on and like talk about movies. I mean, you're becoming a regular on the show. Uh, did you? Is there anything else? You, oh, I know. You, there's something you wanted to bring up. Is the Papa John interview? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't so see it, so you just told. Uh, and I saw it on the way over here. The day of reckoning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fucking weird, man. I don't know. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Papa John had he had an interview because he had said a racial slur on another interview, so he wanted to clear it up and stuff like that. And I, I think he got like uh, not demoted, like kicked out of the his own. Um, what do you call it? Board, right? Your own board, like the. I, yeah. I, see I mean, I don't know the whole story, but I just yeah, because he said the N word, and he was doing an interview after the fact. He he started off the interview with, "I've I've eaten forty pizzas in the last thirty days." That's a lot, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Are you serious? I no. That's a that's a pizza in a in a tenth a day or something like that, right? Well. And his hair is like really wet and it looks greasy. It's very greasy. He and looks he looks slimy. overweight. He, he looks slimy. Looks weird. His voice is like deeper. It's really gross. He seems ominous. And he says the day of reckoning is coming. Yeah, you'll that part see. was very. Yeah, you'll see. That part where he's in the interview is like, uh, like, what do you mean? You know, can we know now? And he's like, you'll see. You'll With see. his weird smile. Yeah. It's so <laughs> fucking creepy. He's like, deep voice, like, you'll see. Oh my god. I don't know, man. What do you think of horror movie? Are you say, got some memes going up? Uh, Papa John's one horror movie. Shows, shows. Like, there are a couple, but the one that got me... I should make a Papa John's horror movie. That would be... Like that obesity, be the... kind of. That's the whole message. Alright, yeah, that's the sub the subplot, or the subtext. Yeah. Huh. Like a documentary. Like Alright, let's see. Which one, you, which one got you? Or like a documentary, kind of like supersize me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one came out around the time when I was working at McDonald's, and 
I was like a man, uh, shift manager, or whatever. So they legit had like a meeting to talk about that documentary. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and our bosses were telling us what to do if they ask us questions and how no McDonald's is super healthy and actually we have this like health menu and all this stuff like that. And Why I would guess you say- well, to be fair, like it was a lot of propaganda that that guy did. He did, like, obviously, if you eat McDonald's every day and you you're eat the shitty part, you're going to eat fucked up, right? Now. So they and had McDonald's a salad. McDonald's isn't healthy in general. Even the healthy stuff is. Even the salads. Like, some of the salads have way more calories. Yeah. Than but there's definitely stuff you can do to overdo it and, and stuff to do to underdo it. And so, it's not. But you can't find it? Nah. Yeah, just keep going. Oh, yeah. So the, I, but I just remember it's funny to me, like, when the, the movie came out, it was a big deal enough where they had us all sit down and customers are going to be asking you questions and this is what you tell them, you know? Yeah, let's talk about fast food restaurants, you know what? Something sure. not movies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite fast food restaurant? Uh, honestly, like, it depends what you'd consider fast food. Is In-N-Out considered fast food? Mm, I guess you think because there's a... Drive through aspect. Drive through and it's like kind of. It takes forever and it's a little bit more expensive than regular fast food. I guess it's. I would a, consider it. Yeah. I see a restaurant, fast food restaurant. If we're talking about then in and out. I guess it's a notch above, but like in the regular commercial ones, like Carl's Jr., McDonald's, Jagerbox, those kind of things. I, I honestly would say McDonald's. I think it would be my favorite. Really? Out of mm-hmm. okay, out of those ones, I'd say Wendy's. Wendy's, you like Wendy's? That's cool. Wendy's I definitely like good. Wendy's tweets better. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> When he's good, I hate burger. I do not like Burger King. Not a That's, fan. It's either. like it's really bad. I'm not opinion. a fan either. Yeah. Um, number two would probably be Jack in a Box. I actually like their bre- Jack in a Box is breakfast a lot. Really, I like yeah. their tacos, which are pretty un- uh, yeah. underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For being tough, for being midnight snacks, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And then either out of those ones, either like Tams. See, I don't know if I consider Tams fast food. Is that either. like a Diner? Right, yeah. it's borderline or like a charborough places that they have a different level of fast foodness to them. Because well, that's another that's my when favorite. I think fast food, I think like burgers. Immediately. But charborough burgers are different than commercial. Like there's not a Tams. That's why I think like Douglas or Tams, those are like different levels of or even what was that? A Golden Star, you know? They're yeah. different levels of fast food. But I that Tams is definitely my favorite one out of that that and, the, and what you would consider if you expand it? Right, 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 Mine's right. In-N-Out if you would do that. No, see, and that's a different level too. Oh, so out of the gourmet levels, I but have like In-N-Out and Chick Fil A. Dinner? Yeah, I would. Like, would you take someone out on a date? No, maybe not yeah. a date. I'd go like to a see. There's levels of that too. I'd go to like a an Olive Garden or a Sizzler or a TGI Fridays or a TGI Fridays or a Chili's or something. TGI right? Fridays, I'm not a big fan of. Like, no, but you know what I'm saying, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, okay, so if you were to go on a date, where would you take a girl? Scissor. Scissor? Hey, nice. I like that. Yeah. Scissor or I'll go in. You made some good points. If they yeah. like seafood, lobster. Yeah. Uh, red lobster. Yeah, absolutely. Red lobster is the best. Man, how's it going to be when you go on your first date? Where awkward. would you go? Yeah, awkward. Yeah, awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I could give you some advice, but, I mean, they're all going to be awkward no matter what. Even if I go on a date now, like, let's say me and your mom were together, if I were to go on a date now, it'd be awkward. It's just plain and okay. simple. Dates are going to be awkward because it's this weird getting to know you and no one's really showing all their cards because everyone's too vulnerable mm-hmm. type of thing. Everyone's too shy. No. Yeah. They're just like, oh, I don't want to express myself. Afraid of rejection type mm-hmm. thing, you know. It, it is definitely weird. Oh, no, for you, like, dating on the, is it similar when you're dating on the online world? Um, Cause you've done that before. Too, oh right? hell yeah! 
Like, I don't think I would have much of, like, any kind of romantic life. Is it for the online stuff? Absolutely. Does that give you that mask to be a little bit more open, or is there still the same touch-and-go thing as as online dating? No, it's a little bit different. Just because, um... Just because it's like, you're not there. It's not like, you know, say, like, a blind date, like, you know, back in the day, pre-internet, you know, where you just literally meet somebody because... First time ever. Somebody's friend that knew somebody, and they're just trying to hook you up. Hook you up. Like, like, oh, shit. Oh, hey, I have this girl for you. Yeah, you know, it's, like, like you meet somebody and like it, it's um because it's very indirect, you know, mm. like Spots. messaging, texting, just like little little things where you just kind of like, like feel each other out. In two thousands, you had to spot someone out on the beach with with an orange jacket. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> okay. They grow to hate. No, it's an endless cycle. If you watch the ending of that. Uh, for everybody at home is referencing um, Eternal Sunshine but there's three cuts three cuts while they're walking there's yeah three while cuts. they're walking and then it goes back and then it's getting blurrier it's signifying that they've done that whole mm-hmm. song and dance thing a couple times more more. yeah it's like an endless cycle and even but the point I think the point of that is no matter who you connect with oh, right away you found the main no 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 it was just because we're talking about the, the no matter who you connect with no matter yeah. even me or mom dude yeah. like honestly we oh well you know cats out of the back now but Today is our 15 year anniversary. Nice. That's, where that's where we're going out to eat later. We, yeah. you know, told you and Brenda and Chris into that. Sure. By the way, are you going? Are you bringing Tina? So you yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's kind of where we're doing this whole thing. Um, we legit sometimes have the exact same fights that we've had before, and we and we go through yes, this endless cycle. Know. Yes, I'm sure you do. <laughs> you like to butt in sometimes. I don't like to butt in anything. <laughs> Thank you very much. I believe there's a difference. I believe there's a difference. I said best looking wig. I believe there's a difference. Uh, Clifford reference for everybody at home. Best movie. Legit. Greatest comedy ever. No, no but like no. there's a... You go through these endless cycles where sometimes... I don't, we don't even know what we're really fighting about. We're fighting about something safe. Even though it's... Because it, it's scary to fight about something real. But you, like I remember yeah. yesterday um, we got in a fight before we even got home. Like I, yeah. I flew in from... Uh, no, I'm sorry. When did I fly in? Wednesday. So I flew in from... In the airport, and even as we're texting, as she's coming to pick me up, we, an, uh, kind of like a disagreement begins, and it, that's the seed for for the argument, and that becomes a big fight. And then we didn't say a word to each other the entire ride home from Atlanta. Oh and it became, yeah, I mean it happens, right? And we get home, and it's awkward. I mean, you you open the door for us. It was just like there's distance there. Yeah. And then it becomes this thing, and then you know, most of the stuff that we end up fighting about is the stuff that's un- not even said between us. It's the stuff, it's this big empty air because nobody wants to give in first. Nobody wants to cave in first because that's a big deal, right? The pride, the ego, the the shit that's going on between you. Like, nobody wants, she doesn't want to admit she's wrong, I don't want to admit I'm wrong, and at this point, you know, whatever. Anyways, fights like that used to last a week. Fights like that used to last forever because we're too, no, everybody's too fucking hard-headed in a relationship. And then, you know, ended up being to the next morning. And then that night. No, no, that night. And then this morning. And then it's just like, okay. Like, I'm, you know, fuck it. Like, why, why are we doing this? You know, I don't have too much time. Let's appreciate the time we do have, etc. That kind of thing. But it becomes the same in the cycle. Because it's not like, it's rare that you ever fight in a relationship about anything new. It's usually always the same bullshit. And that's kind of what that film kind of represented is, um... Eternal Sunshine Spotlight. Eternal Sunshine Spotlight is kind of what it represented about this endless cycle. Like, it's not about finding someone perfect where you're never gonna fight with. 
That's not what relationships are about. You're never gonna find that one where that's that Disney bullshit. You're never gonna, yeah, that's that's what I love about that movie. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know, I've said it before. Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind is my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. And the reason I love it, it's because it's not sugarcoating anything. Exactly. It's showing, like, probably the realest depiction of a relationship ever. Even though I've never been in one. Yeah, but you can see that. I can see it, yes. Do you see aspects of them in me and your mom or anything like that? For you? Sometimes, to really? be honest, yeah. yeah. Like Because your mom's orange hair? Does she? No. <clears throat> Clementine the tangerine. You look like a tangerine. Um... Yeah, that's what I love about the movie. It's so real, it's so honest, and it hurts, actually, when you think about it. Absolutely. It hurts when you see certain scenes yeah. where uh, where he's like, you know, I where she came home late and she was like, I crashed your, I kind of sort of crashed your car, and he was like... Which has happened to me and your mom. Yeah, where he was like, you could have killed someone. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe you did. Check the news. And, and then she's like... You're probably just worried because you think I effed someone. Right. He's like, you know, I assumed you effed someone. Jesus. Seeing as that's the only, the only way you get, get people to like you. That is heartbreaking. Oh yep. Hits you right in the gut, right? But it's true. We say these things to each other. There's people we love a lot because that's the way they make us feel. They hurt us, so we want to say something to make them hurt, too. So like, they can know what you did to them. And we're thinking that aspect, like, now she gets how I feel. But in reality, she's thinking, like, this monster just said this to me? What the fuck? And everybody's hurt. That's one thing about relationships is that whenever you're fighting, everybody's hurt. But everybody, nobody looks at that aspect. Everybody just looks at, I'm hurt. She did this to me. He did this to me. Uh, How dare he? How dare she? And it takes a while for you to go, like, no, no, no. We're doing this to each other. We're both in the wrong here. No matter who's in the right, we're both in the wrong because of the way we're acting. It's, it's very hard. But you never, you don't get that right away. Especially not in your teenage years. Especially not with, I'll say a guy's ego. This is, a very, I hate when I separate the, the sexes. Because, you, you know, everyone thinks girl power bullshit or, or it's a man's world kind of crap. But when it comes to egos, there's there's a thing where a guy's ego, he's not simultaneously more sensitive. A man is simultaneously more sensitive than a woman. And he's also more full of himself than a woman. As opposed to well, the, the other aspect, aspect for a female where she's definitely closer to cut your balls off. And what I mean by that is like they're more inclined to cut deeper to say stuff that will really hurt you more than vice versa. You know? So there's negative and positive aspects of both things, but that's one of the ones that... that like HIV positive aspects. Sure. Why not? <laughs> started watching that Lorena Bobbitt documentary. Is it on what? Uh, Amazon. Oh, I don't have anything. Oh, you were saying, like, yeah, she's going to cut. Yeah, they do that. Literally. Uh, since we're on the topic of relationships, what's your favorite romance film? I don't know if Eternal Sunshine is a romance film, but that's definitely one of my favorites. Just when I was a kid, I loved that film. Yeah. When I was a kid, I loved that movie. Maybe for the same thing that you did, but I'm a little different than you, maybe. I don't know, but I was the guy who really fell in love really easily. And that was kind of against my downfall because I was more inclined to get my heart broken a lot quicker. So that's one thing that I never, like, I never wish that upon somebody else because I fell in love quickly and then I took everything so personal so quickly. So everything hurt my feelings. So it became, I, before I got really overly sensitive with things that with girls I would date where you fall in love so quickly, oh, she referred me back, oh my god, she must love me. You know, like that kind of thing. And then when you realize, like, dude, chill, 
they're like, oh, she must not really be the one, and then you just kind of breaks in front of her. Yeah. That's kind of what I mean by that Disney aspect where you think you're going to find the one where all of a sudden the girl thinks this or the guy thinks this. Like, no, 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 the one for me, we would never fight because that's not how relationships are supposed to be. Like, who the fuck thinks that? Only retard, only young people, really, young people. It's propaganda. It is. Disney. It's a, it's a Disney mentality. That's not what. That's not what real love is. That's not what like you think you're gonna. You think you're, dude. You think you're gonna be the fir- the perfect person you're gonna meet. You think you're never gonna fight. You're out of your goddamn mind. That's us. That's actually something for you and Gwen that we. Pur- I purposely wanted to make known because there was a big thing about not um, fighting in front of you guys that me and Jackie fought about because she grew up kind of grew up in this mentality where her parents never fought in front of her, never. So to her, it, some people used to think that never fight in front of your kids, never do this. And some people still do that. You'll, you'll see a lot of books like you should never fight in front of your kids to give them yeah, this. Oh, I disagree with that. Good. For this reason, I disagree with it because I think it, it paints this perverted view of what you think a relationship or a marriage is supposed to be, right? <clears throat> so that happened for your mom where her parents never fought in front of her. So when they got divorced, she was completely blindsided. Oh, man, that makes sense. She completely was like, what the fuck? And my my parents always fought in front of each other. So when it came down for us, when my parents got finally got divorced, I was like, oh, my God, about time. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. But the, the main reason we wanted to fight in front of you guys was because we wanted to make up in front of you guys, too. So you could see, you and Gwen could see what a real relationship was. A real relationship isn't just, like, flowers and bullshit and always ha- lovey-dovey. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. A lot of times, it's going to be, like you were saying, Tom, we're going to be fighting in front of you guys. But also, the next day, you're going to see us lovey-dovey. So, it kind of gives you a more realistic view of how yeah. an actual relationship is, right? Have you taken that... Con- I know it's a subconscious thing, but do you have that as a realization? When you see us fight, and then the next day, we're lovey-dovey, or the yeah. next in the next day after that, we're fighting? Yeah. Do you, but do you think of it as a negative aspect? Like, the way you fight, do I think of it as a negative? Sure. No. I think it was natural. Natural. Oh, so, so, thank you. So, that's a great way to view a relationship, right? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. By the way, this is the perfect music for this whole conversation. It's from is the movie it? Her. How do you know that? Uh, I've watched Her. Who's the composer for this? It's Arcade Fire. Yeah, it is a soundtrack. Yeah, it's actually pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. Really good. Well, I mean, you are the movie buff, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm, I'm better at fight me, boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just joking. Love, what's your favorite romance movie? Oh man, I didn't even get the chance to answer that question. Yeah. I went on a rant, but let's just say Eternal. No, which for one? Now. Which one? Let's just say Eternal for now, because I, I don't even know if that's a rom movie. It's not a rom com. It's right? a rom. It's a, a romantic movie. What else would it be? Drama. I would say Anomalisa then. That's a very close second to me. Oh, coincidence! I didn't even realize that's right now, but coinc- both by Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman, thank you. Mm. Oh, no, I'm Lisa then. Yeah. Or, nope, I gotta say Lost in Translation. Really? Oh, no, okay. no bullshit. Oh, that's uh, a good one, that's no. a good one. I, I changed my answer. Lost in Translation is my favorite romance movie. Yep. There's by Sophia for Coppola, who's married to Spike Jones, who made her. I didn't, know, I didn't know they were married, but also the granddaughter of Francis for Coppola and the niece of Nicolas Cage and the cousin to Jason Schwartzman. And let me throw Tyler Shire in there just for that. And brother to, um, what's his face? Uh, who did Moonrise Kingdom with Wes Anderson, their friends. Coppola. No, Jason, Jason Coppola, right? Is that his name? Wait, who? Uh, Sophia Coppola's brother, Nick Coppola? No, no, no I'm just mixing shit up. Okay, question to you, Loaf. What's your uh, favorite rom? Ro- oh, I, not rom-com, but romance movie. Romance movie. Uh, 
Oh, or a movie about love. A movie about love. A movie about love. Let's make it broad. Damn. That's a good one. It's like a part of me wants to say something like... Oh, I love this one. Should I just check? Yeah. It's the... Simon on the Beach. Alright. It's funny too. I think I might have to say her. Really? Yeah. That's, that's one of my favorites. It's like... Roman it's... Coppola. Sorry, that's what I was trying to think of, the brother. Roman like, okay. Would you consider Rushmore a comedy? Absolutely. That was hilarious. Okay, then that's my favorite. Okay, wait, wait. Shit, romance comedy now. What do you yeah, differentiate? Just because there's like romance aspects to a movie, does that make it a romance? No, but I was I was that kid with unreturned love. Max. Yes, unrequited that was Max Fisher. Unrequited. Unrequited love. Excuse me. Oh no, unreturned as well. Yeah, but it's the same thing. I mean, yeah, but kind of different. Yeah, I get what you're saying though. But I was that kid. I legit was that kid that fell in love with somebody many times that didn't love them back mm-hmm. and that's kind of what that story is about Rushmore yeah so if you count Rushmore as a romance movie I guess you can say it's like Eternal Sunshine Rushmore Scott Pilgrim one yeah I guess that's a journey okay, about um, self love literally Eternal Sunshine <laughs> Rushmore uh, Scott Pilgrim Punch Drunk Love and then her I think yeah that's my list I was going to say 500 Days of Summer, but that's not a love story. That's... According to the movie. I mean, I haven't seen that one, actually. Oh, yeah? No, I hear it's good. I want to see what you think of it, because there's definitely, like, this, um... It's more about uh, self-improvement, I guess, what you would call it. It can... It's... It's it's kind of portrayed as a love story, but it's really about self self how do you say self de- not delusion but you well, just kind of lie to yourself yeah cause self he thinks betrayal. like isn't it like he thinks he loves her back like right. they're gonna be in this like perfect relationship or something like that yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. delusional I, I wanna see it because I've been hearing like the expectations versus like reality thing that's probably the best scene of the movie I love that, that scene that, that's a great yeah. one definitely you've seen that scene yeah Yeah, that's well, a- not entirely I've just seen the concept and I'm like huh that's actually pretty cool that's yeah, it's um, you know, like he meets this girl and he's kind of like trying to tries to be whatever about it, but the more he gets to know her, it's like, oh, she likes this too, he likes that too. So he's kind of building all this stuff up in his head, and they're hanging out, and you know, it's like, well, I saw this thing about how she's not really the typical stereotype of the manic pixie girl, right? Yeah, that it's one actually we watched. Yeah, it was it her was, and Clementine, right? Yeah, her and Clementine. How they're and then it showed like one of the girl from Eternal Sunshine. In this one, Kristen, Kristen uh, Stewart? No, Kristen Kate. Dunce. Kristen Dunce. Kristen Dunce. Yeah. And I guess she, in Elizabethtown, she plays the typical like Manny, oh, Pixie. Manny Pixie girl, whatever. And she's a representation of that. But Clementine and... Um, no, they're not because they're... Yeah, Summer. Clementine and Summer are not those girls. They're independent. Because they're free thinkers. they are... Really uh, well yeah. written characters. They're I actually well developed characters, yeah. Like Summer, because I haven't seen it. But Clementine is amazing. For sure, yeah. She's definitely a free spirit mm-hmm. on her own. But it gives us a. Because I guess the quote unquote, according to the films, the Manny Pixie girl is someone who just does what she does free spiritedly for the protagonist, male protagonist's mm. a benefit. And that's not what's going on with Summer or uh, Clementine. Like, they're kind of very much individuals doing their own thing. And the the male characters are counterparts to that, are side facts to them. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I don't know. I really like that film. Um, I remember really liking it 
when it first came out that I really got away from it because I I didn't like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character and it I really grew away from how he was acting and then I came back around to it to realizing it's really kind of more her story and his false delusions of he's deluding himself what I meant to say earlier but his false delusions are very uh how would you say like damn does this guy never it's his fault for throwing that aspect on her like don't put that stuff on me I didn't do that I told you very much (laughs) yeah don't you put that evil on me (laughs) he's had interviews uh, like uh there was this quote that he has you know he's like uh like to anybody who says like oh they fell in love with my character and like she's like the evil one in the, the relationship you know like watch that again and you're in like and really look at him like he's just somebody that's you know imposed all these fantasies he's so like and I'll be fair man I'll be fair like that was me I've done that before and I've done that with relationships before where I I I make I put the pussy on a pedestal so to speak you know no no it's not you (laughs) but to be fair this is what I always hate about the movies like yes I did that, that that was me but that was me in fucking middle school and high school you grow up, you're supposed to grow up out of this, out of those bad... If you keep in these bad relationships where you do that to a girl, and you make her the bad, the villain, and uh, after, and you're the one that's victimized, and you're not growing from these relationships, that's on you. Because that means that guy is in his 20s in that movie, or early 30s even, right? Something like that, yeah. But that means that he's been through these relationships continuously doing that with these women, and not growing from a negative experience. You're supposed to be growing from negative experiences, not going to that same bullshit cycle. So the fact that he's doing that to her—that's what—that's what always offends me about these characters. That's what always pisses me off about these characters that are in their twenties and thirties and still kind of acting this way, like they are in high school relationships. I always hated that. I always never liked that because you're supposed to grow from this stuff. You're not supposed to be acting the same way in a relationship that you did in the way you were in high school. You're supposed to grow up out of it and have a mature, more mature relationship or something where both of you are beneficial and not just kind of fucking each other over, you know? Growing guy, you know? But the, in this aspect, it's obviously the guy, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I always, that shit always bugged me. Uh, but, watch it. I, recommend, I highly recommend you watch it. It's really, really good. Especially for that scene alone. That is my favorite scene in the whole film. That's a great one. Yeah, because it's so uh, true, right? Relative uh, to how we Mark see things. Directed Mark Webb directed that? Mm-hmm. Huh, he did Ghost Rider as well. <laughs> I've heard the name from somewhere and I was like, Ghost Rider. Mm. But this one's way better. Is, is it though? Because yeah. Nicholas Cage, this is Ghost Rider, is the best ever! He's got a new movie coming out, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, Most it's like Pig? Or what was it called? What? Ah, shit. No, what? just he said Nicholas Cage, I wanted to take her back, it was my favorite romance story, and it's like Las Vegas. Is that a romance movie? I thought so. There's romantic elements to it, but I don't know if it's a romantic film. Is so it Mandy has to be like a romantic romantic? What's that? Is like Mandy a romance film? Who knows? Is Vampire Kiss? No, Vampire Kiss, no, but Mandy is definitely Revenge on his love film. But I, th- I, do, I think Deadpool is a romantic film. What? The first Deadpool? It's all about for her. He's doing the whole thing That's for true. her. You know? Oh. And kind of the same yeah. way that Kill Bill is the greatest action film of all time, but it's also a film about motherhood. The whole thing, yeah, okay, not, like revenge not necessarily revenge. Maybe Jenny. it starts that way, but the whole movie is about motherhood and her getting her daughter back, type of thing. You know, like not without oh, yeah, my daughter, like, how we feel. Absolutely, with Alfred Molina, yeah. 
You know, there's definitely aspects. I know, like, the surface of something portrays in a certain way for the obvious factor, right? But what's really going on here with the motivation behind something, that's really what the intent. Intent, yeah. That's really what the, the, the motivation for the plot is what should be named as why the movie is a certain way, right? And in Leaving Las Vegas, it's not necessarily love, but more self hate. I haven't. Really. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen most so. of Nicolas Cage's, like, good movies. There's a lot out there. I know he gets a lot of shit because he's become kind of a living meme. Like Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. But Adam Sandler has way less good movies than than Nicholas yeah, Cage. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, Leaving Las Vegas. He, I, I yeah, absolutely think you should watch that one. Because the ones that Nicholas Cage has been in is like Raising Arizona adaptation. Love that movie. My favorite oh, okay. adaptation. My favorite um, of uh, Charlie Kaufman films. That one in the end of Lisa. Yeah, that one. Those two are. You know, my ranking for Charlie Kaufman would be Charles Santana's Spots One okay. being John Malkovich um, next to Key New York. Oh, that one's so good. And so then Anomalisa. I haven't seen Adaptation yet. Uh, yeah, Adaptation, I think, is the funniest one, honestly. Really? Mm-hmm. We could watch it together because I, I love watching that movie, and as soon as it ends, I like to watch the first ten minutes all over again. Really? Yes, because there's this funny scene... So in the beginning, he's talking to Tilda Swinton's character, and she's like the publisher or whatever. And, and they're he's asking, like, "I don't want to make a movie with like exactly with a car chase, with a love story, with a, a twist." He says all this stuff of what he doesn't want to make a movie. So by the time you finish the movie, you realize everything he said that he doesn't want to make a movie just happened, and that's one of the funniest kind of meta things to me. Yeah, so I really yes. So I love rewatching the interview after that thing happened. Did you, you find it? No, this is okay, so, one, but I think so. For everybody at home, he's showing a meme of the Papa John thing, but the meme says Papa John. For the interview, for the interview, Papa John looks like a guy in a zombie movie that gets bit and tries to hide <laughs> from the rest of the group. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> that's not bad. Oh. So you got a Sonic shirt? Yeah. You interested in that new Sonic movie? Yes. Jim Carrey again. I'm going to watch it because of the new design. I was going to watch it originally because of the really bad design. I was like, why not? And it looks... It looks awful. It looks really bad. <laughs> I mean, it's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie that's live action. They should have just made it animation. Yeah. Not live action. Are you serious? That takes all the like the fun and eccentric like you know things away from Sonic. You know, I just watched the cartoon, but there's two different cartoons. There's two. It was like Sonic X, or no, it was the original ones from like the '90s, and then. Well, when I was when I was growing up, they they pretty much had the Monday through Friday cartoons, which were in the mornings before school. It was like 7 o'clock a.m. or whatever. Oh, I remember that. But they were cheaply animated. But it was funny little, like, random fucking cartoons. Like, more Scooby-Doo shit, whatever. Mm. And every morning it was like that. And then Saturday mornings, they'd have the good cartoon, which was about, like, Sonic and a bunch of rebels uh, fighting against... Way better animation, too. Way better animation and better storylines. So those you get once a week. And every Monday through Friday, you get random little stories. Oh. So, But I remember I was like... I remember thinking that was funny that they had two different Sonic cartoons going on at the same time. I remember that was me for Tom and Jerry. Like, I okay. used to love Tom and Jerry. They have the good cartoons on this day, and then the, like, really kind of iffy ones for me. The old school ones or the cheap animated ones? The cheap animated ones are great. So those are probably, like, the old ones, right? Yeah, the old ones, and then the newer ones I wasn't a huge fan of, which, you know, a lot of people say those are really good, but I'm just like, 
They're alright. You know, I mean, I'm a really big fan of Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. funny. It's hmm. one of my favorite. It probably is my favorite animated show. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Of all time, Jesus. Say something. That's yeah, a bold thing. Yeah. That's my favorite one. Mine's the King of the Hill. I know. My favorite kid animated. Okay, show. I get my what you're saying. Animated yeah. show is South Park. Okay. All right. Gotcha. But I feel like Tom and Jerry is just classic dynamic duo. You know? huh. I get what you're saying. Yeah. That cat, Great that literal cat and mouse game, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The slapstick is amazing. Animation. It, it looks really cheap, but it's. Also, really good. Yeah, and, I get uh, what you're saying. Yeah. And some different of different eras to it, and, for sure. Yeah, and some of the, sh- like, especially the last episode, really hit me. <laughs> it really <laughs> hit me. Yeah, episode. I've never heard of this. What? Okay, the last episode is Tom falls in love with this one cat that like doesn't really love. She just loves him for his money. That's okay. it. And so he sells his like life for her, but for like, like a really big ring. But then she goes off with this other guy. At the end, and then he's just like sitting on a train track. Again. Him and Tom, like they're both like all depressed. Yeah, so uh, Jerry. Jerry does the same thing with the girl mouse, and then they're just on the track, just sitting there. <laughs> and then you hear like the train coming, like, yeah. and then yeah. it ends, like Tom and Jerry. What? <laughs> that was, I've never heard of this. It's really sad. It's like, yeah, that's like my favorite. That eight. sounds depressing. <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. And then the train comes and they don't move out the way type of thing? And it you the just hear it. You just hear it. It's like... Durr! And it gives the implication that they're committing yeah. suicide? The implication. <laughs> because of the implication. <laughs> what are you doing these women? What are you talking about? <laughs> I love the part where Dennis is just like... At the reunion, he's like, They're all gonna pay the ultimate price. And then he brings out of his car, like, zip ties a flash, a, like a big flashlight yeah. for a weapon. And he has a camera. He has a video camera. You know what's funny? With exception of the camera, I have all that stuff in my trunk of my car. Really? All the tools. You have a yeah. I have a camera? With the exception of the camera, is it? With zip ties, I have a bunch of tools. I have random ass shit, duct tape. You do have zip ties. I've seen that. Yeah. And duct tape, yeah. Uh, you never know, man. I always stay prepared. That's so funny, man. The Tom and Jerry never knew that. That's so weird. Yeah. I don't know. In a good really way. Dark. Anyway. Dark. I think there's like a lot of cartoons, a lot of series that have like mm-hmm. that. At least that have that, that like really episode. sad ending, especially like not even animated ones, like the dinosaurs series. Have you seen the ending to that? Which one was the last one? It was like, the, like where the, the, the meteor was it the meteor one? I think it was the meteor. Uh, is that are you talking about the one where he like Bob? I think what's his name, the dad dinosaur. He Bro. like causes the whole world to. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He like Bro. causes the. <laughs> he causes the whole like the end of the world basically. Who, who does? Earl in uh, the dinosaur series. Oh like, yeah, 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 I seen that one. That's yeah, really sure. sad. I don't know if he causes it, but it's definitely an end of the world type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then they just like sit there. When like they know like, the end of the world is coming, and I'm like, oh my god, that's a, this is such a, like, a really this is a really good series. Why would they end it like that? I mean, I get why they ended like that to like to hit the emotion, to pull the emotional strings. But come on, it's, I actually really like. I rewatched that one recently, and uh, I don't know. It was really uh, not recently, maybe like three months ago. That's recent. Yeah, but um. I really forgot how great the show was as a family aspect. Really yeah. good show. Really clever as like, episodes. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle. That was a good one. Malcolm in the Middle, why? That's one of my favorite shows ever. The ending one? 
The ending, that's a great ending, in my opinion. That's a really good ending. Because, like, uh, they're all it, grown yeah. up. Because in the ending, Malcolm, uh, the main character, he's graduating, and he's, he's graduating high school, and he's going to college. And he got accepted into Harvard, but they're trying to find out a way to get money. Why? Because, you know, Malcolm and Will, they're all, like, pretty poor. Yeah. Wait, does it, he, like, try to become president or something like that? No. They were talking about, like, his whole plan for his future. And it's a really good scene where she's, like, Lois, because Malcolm's, like, I could buy myself into being president because she passed up an opportunity to, like, not go to college but get, like, a really good investment for a bank account. She uh-huh. was like, no. And her whole plan was, like, hey, he's going to go to college and be, like, the mayor of a town and then become president. And then she's, like, you look me in the eye and say you can't do it. Yeah. Malcolm pauses there. And it switches back to his graduation. Huh. I like that. It's a really good scene. The ending's really good because I've watched that show like hundreds of times. Back in the middle? Yeah. That's funny to me that that became one of your favorite shows. Yeah. You and Gwen. You guys ended up watching that. How'd you find that on Netflix? Or? Well, Shaddy was watching it a lot. And we were like, what's this? I guess... I don't remember... I don't remember it, how we started watching it. I guess we saw it when Shaddy was watching it. And we thought it was pretty funny. So, it ends up kind of snowballing. Yeah. I used to really like that show, yeah. It's really good. <laughs> like the one where he got poison ivy in his, in his eye? Oh, yeah, where he was like, uh, he was like crying. With that groom? Yeah. That was pretty funny. Uh, what's your, what's your favorite show? Damn. Well, it's, I think it's always gonna be Simpsons. Really? At least uh, the 90s Simpsons. Even though like, we talked about like, some of the newer ones were pretty good. But um, <clears throat> it's either that King of the Hills up there too, because that could just pop that's my that favorite. day in day yeah. out. You know, that's your favorite show for animated wise. Oh, right? yeah. your favorite show is always Sunny, right? Yeah, that yeah, is legit. Yeah. <laughs> that's my second favorite show. My favorite show is the Eric Andre show. Yeah, Eric Andre is so good. I got you into that show, man. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, this is even though it's like only four seasons long, right? It's hilarious. It's hilarious. One of the best I mean, you know how I feel about those kind of shows where they're kind of like playing a joke on the audience type thing. Yeah. Like Nathan for you. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing. And I, I've said it before. Like Eric Andre and Nathan Fielder are two, uh, two uh, sides of the same coin. You know, they do, both do the exact same thing, but one's extremely subtle, which is Nathan. He's so subtle that you don't even know. That's so the whole point. You don't know if he's joking. You don't know if he's like. This fake, like, yeah. blue favorite flavored ice cream. Right, right, right. You know how serious he's, like, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Eric Andre, who's extremely, like, ob- like you know, obvious, subtle. way out, no, not so not subtle, yeah, so. <laughs> but it's the same thing, they're making their audience uncomfortable, because he's, like, vomiting on his desk and, like, eating it back mm-hmm. up. Absolutely. Oh yeah, that one's uh, that one's pretty crazy. But that's why I love both those guys. And they can't, like I said, I've seen it before. But uh, I think we coined this before. But Kafka S type of the comedy, right? Hmm. You know, Borat and Bruno. I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen kind of. Uh, not Charlie Kaufman, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, yeah. But Sasha Baron Cohen kind of led the way. But legitimately, the I can't think of any anyway before Andy Kaufman to think of this kind of type of comedy. And that the, is Andy the Kaufman, troll, the original troll. The original right? troll, right? Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Yeah. And I love that kind of comedy. I love, I guess I love inside inside jokes. So I yeah. love when the jokes on everybody who doesn't get it, right? You know what I mean? Because I, I do that even now too. I even do that when I'm with like Jackie or you, or when I'll make fun of something or someone where 
nobody gets what I'm talking about except um oh shit Christian's hitting us up is he over here yeah no Christian what's up bro Hello? Hey, you're on the podcast, man. What's up, dude? Hey, we're getting ready to go. What's up, Brenda? Hey. What's up, Brenda? What's up, Brenda? Stop. Tell me. What do you mean? We're family. Our problems are their problems. Hey, what's up, Christian? What's up, man? <laughs> Brenda. Hey, Brenda. Brenda, we miss you. Brenda, we miss you! <laughs> we miss you, hey! Miss you. Well, welcome to the show, Snooze and Blues, Brenda! <laughs> this is what happens when you get that. <laughs> what? <laughs> nah, never mind. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, like, don't film me! So, all you guys in the podcast? Yeah, we're finishing up, though. Oh, that's cool. We're gonna meet you up later, or what? Yeah, yeah. Alright, promise? Yeah, I've been there. I've been there, man. I know what's up. Alright, man. Alright, bro. I'll see you. Later. Later. That's funny. That was surprising. I know her, right? Yeah. Uh, That's funny. What were we talking about? Andy Cocker. Inside jokes. Inside jokes, yeah, absolutely. Well, like, I do the same thing now whenever I'm even in public. we're having a conversation or whatever, and um, I'll say some stuff that nobody knows the joke I'm getting except the fact that I made a reference to something earlier. So either you or Jackie will know what I'm talking about without knowing, without anybody else knowing what I'm talking about. But it doesn't matter if everybody else laughs or not. I just like the fact that the one person or two people that know that I'm I'm saying being playful or jokeful, they think it's like, oh, this is funny. Like that's what that's what's funny to me. Like, I did that with your sister Gwen before where I, I was talking about the implication. Oh, yeah. So, we were just at that right now, right? So, we know we're always making an Always Sunny reference because of the implication. And we're yeah. talking about date rape, right? But if I say that to you in front of people who don't know what we're talking about, they're like, what the fuck is and going you on? And have a straight face like, right. because of the implication. And then do that, right? It, me, I think that's only they mean you. That's a, That joke it's is funny. for us. It's inside. It's funny. It's and everybody right. else is like, what's up with these weirdos? You know? <laughs> like, so, even if we make a joke from, like, South Park, most people wouldn't get it because no. they're like, ugh. Right, 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 right. Same, same aspect. Whatever the inside joke is that we happen to make, but we know what's going on. Nobody yeah. else does. And I think that, that, to me, is my favorite kind of comedy. You know, the inside type mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what about you, Liv? What's your favorite type of comedy? Favorite type of comedy? Man. Um... Probably have to say like just like as as a just a generic uh, whatever um, probably slapstick. Oh okay. Yeah. Just yeah. Specifically it's like, universal. Um, no matter you know, what language. Make a gun, airplane. Mm-hmm. Like those. Like it'll have me like. I want to watch form. airplane. That parody shit, like scary movie shit, that whatever. Yeah. I, I like parody stuff. Honestly, awkward humor is my favorite me because too, yeah. it's so funny when people are just like standing there like. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Did you uh, catch uh, Silence of the Lambs yet? Hmm? Silence of the Lambs? Oh, yeah, I watched Silence of the Lambs. Oh, okay. Before, it's... I mean, I'm sorry, Silence of the Hams. Yeah, the Not Silence thing. of the Hams. I've okay. heard of it, though. And I am baffled. Why? I'm just baffled. There's a movie called Silence of the Hams, a movie called The Blair Thumb. 
on, yeah. Dude, that was a whole thing. He has a whole thumb series on that. The like, bath thumb? Yeah, I used to make, I had the bath thumb. I used to make your mom watch these, and she was like, why are you making me watch this? I don't want to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the Bob Oderkirk movies. This is the same guy that did uh, Kung Fu... Kung Fu? No, Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Pao. Kung Pao. That movie's fucking hilarious. That was a great movie. It's the same guy, Bob Odekirk. He did this whole series of bat, bat mo- I mean, thumb movies. Yes, it's very weird. <laughs> very, very weird. Yes. Good stuff, though. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, look, we're wrapping up, man. We're wrapping up. We're a little over an hour in, and I'm on my last beer, so... Uh, what's some last minute stuff we want to hit? Favorite Closing thoughts of Jerry Springer? No, not really. Um, Favorite Jerry stuff. So we talked about... <laughs> is he? Wait, okay, <laughs> Jerry yeah, Springer. Yeah, Dr. Phil, I, I believe it. I don't okay. know about Jerry Springer. Favorite stuff you want? So we did favorite comedies, favorite rom-coms. What's, uh, what's the next type of thing? Favorite rom-com? Horror? Horror? Um, I guess you can say favorite horror movie. Alright, let's hear it. These are good. Me? First? Yeah. Mm. I'll say okay, off the top of my head, I'll say the original Texas Chainsaw, hmm. which is mother which is your fault. Did you say that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally his mother effer. Uh, the original <laughs> Texas. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm gonna list all three so we can't. <laughs> you told me to go first, bro. Okay, bye. Original Texas Chainsaw, New Nightmare by Wes Craven. Hmm. New Nightmare and hmm. Oh, Amityville. Okay. Okay, that's a good one. Damn. I gotta think of a new one. You wanna go next um, or should I? I'll say, um... I'll say The Exorcist. Okay. Exorcist? Either that one or Emily Rose. Nice. Okay. Um... The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, American Psycho, and... Hereditary. Yeah, you know, the, the American Psycho one always surprised me that you really liked that one. I love American Psycho. Yeah. amazing. How did that one come about for you? How did you start watching that one? Did, it was, was it one of my DVDs or is that something It was on Hulu. You were there and I was really getting into like collecting horror movies. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what was it? I was watching a bunch of horror movies and I heard American Psycho is like really great. So I started to watch it and I'm like, this is fantastic. Yeah. I really love this movie. And it's just like grown on me so much now. Yeah. I definitely like the. Um, what's up? Oh, you're good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. one aspect that I really in- ended up enjoying from American Psycho was the close-ups. There's a lot of like uncomfortable close-ups mm-hmm. that they do, which I really like. Yeah. Who's the director of that? Was it a female director? Yeah. Do you remember her name or? No, she directed yeah. a movie called Charlie Says. Though. Charlie Says. Yeah, it was like about. Is that one with the Russian kid? I don't know. It was about, like, uh, the Manson. Mary Heron? Oh, that makes more sense. What's her name? Mary Heron? Oh, okay. Mary Heron. Yeah. There's not too many female directors. There should be more, huh? No, there is. Uh, there should be. I know Patty Jenkins, obviously. She's. So, Sophia Coppola. Obviously, yeah. Sophia Great Coppola. One. Patty Jenkins, like I said. Amy Heckerling. Oh, uh, and more recently, Elizabeth, uh, um, Banks, more recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's her face did that, uh, smart movie? What was it called? Book smart? Oh, Olivia Wilde. Olivia, Olivia Wilde. Wild. Yeah, good for her. That was a really good movie. It was funny. It was funny, yeah. I it liked it. I enjoyed it. Right. Uh-huh. I enjoyed it. Two out of ten. It was alright. Two out of ten? No. That's low, bro. Come on. I'd give it like a seven. Yeah, we enjoyed it. It was. I, would you put it in the same aspects as Lady Bird? Oh, uh, G- no. Greta Gerwin. Uh, Lady Bird. Greta Gerwin. Uh, I think Lady Bird's better. I really liked Greta Gerwig because I really liked her acting stuff. She's more of a New York actress, but uh, oh, okay. I was 
loved all her indie stuff. And then when she did Lady Bird, I was like, yeah, this movie's fucking really good. And it was, I was surprised because it ended up being a California movie, is, not a New York movie. Is the director of Three Billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri a woman? No, isn't that fucking Coen Brothers? Which one? No, uh, that's Fargo. Uh, three billboards uh, outside Ebbing, Missouri. No, oh, who's the director for that? that was I swear I thought that was Cobra. You might, I mean, obviously I'm wrong if you think so, but let's see. But I really like the movie, and I like the actress. Uh, Frances McDormand. Frances McDormand, yeah. Brothers. She's a great actress. Uh, let's see who directed this. Director is Martin McDonald. No! Yeah, the screenplay is also Martin McDonald. Let's see what he did. On the Twice Betty Page. That's uh, what Mary Hamm, the one that did uh, American Psycho, she directed oh, yeah. Taurus Baby. I know that one. That's a really good movie. I liked it. Uh, That's really it? different from her filmography. Oh, okay. This guy did In Burgess, which I really like, and Seven Psychopaths. I hear In Burgess oh, is really shit. good. Really good. I have it, dude. It's really good. It's actually it's dark comedy. Yeah, Comic it's a dark style. comedy. And it's Christopher Walken. I have a prescription. In the only, oh. I have a fever, and the only prescription, prescription is more roulette. What? The Deer Hunter. <laughs> Get him out. Get him out. Good one. I like the Deer Hunter. That guy only directed like two movies. He did Deer Hunter, which he won Best Director for, Best Picture, whatever. And then he did another movie which bombed so bad because it, it cost so much. So he never directed after that again. And I think it was called Heaven's Gate. If I remember correctly. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Heaven's Gate, if I remember correctly. But the curious thing is the guy who plays. Uh, he was in Deer Hunter, who was also in The Godfather, and he's in, like, Dog Day Afternoon. I forgot his name. But he has the record for... Because he had died of cancer. So he was only in, like, five movies. But he has the Guinness World Record for every movie he's ever been in, which are those five, uh, he what? had been nominated for an Oscar. Nice. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Right? Let me look him up, because this is a great, great talent actor. Is he the, the, the lover dude from Dog Day Afternoon? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the actual guy. Um, and in The Godfather, he's... I, I knew it was you. You broke I my heart. Yeah. Who's someone who hasn't won an Tony Oscar? Madison. Uh, Scorsese? For a long time? Did he win for something? I know for the longest time, like... I think he did, actually, for... No, he didn't win for anything. Like, he didn't? No. Robert De Niro won for anything, but not, not Scorsese. Scorsese didn't win, so departed. And it was kind of late, obviously, but... Um, well, yeah. Let me find out. The I don't like the Oscars. Um, so he deserves an Oscar. Alfonso Coron. Coron. He's a Mexican director. Yes. Yeah. Good one at that. Can you get another photo? Then he deserves. He won best though. Picture. The he won for the, the huh? for the 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 Shape of Water. Someone who deserves best uh, picture, best director, best everything. There's two people actually. Who's that? Edgar Wright and Yorgos Lanthimos. Yorgos, I agree. Edgar Wright? Yeah. Well, what would you give Edgar Wright under, uh, Best Director for? John Cazell. and all of his movies. So, John Cazell is this guy. He's, uh... So, Dog Day Afternoon, The Godfather, Godfather 2, The Conversation, The Deer Hunter... Let me see. Actually, eight movies. Eight movies. The Godfather Saga was just three. Dog Day Afternoon, uh, The Conversation with Gene Hackman. And like that one. That also got remember. Uh, the American. So every movie he's ever been in has got nominated for a Best Picture. That's amazing. That's a record. Isn't that crazy? That's yeah. crazy. John Cazale. Um, but I think Edgar Wright deserves a Best Director because his style is unique and unlike anyone. His timing for comedic stuff is amazing, honestly. But yeah, but what film would you give him Best Director for? Scott Program, Shaun of the Dead. Mm, 
Baby Driver. I, see, Baby Driver, I'd give it to him. Because Baby Driver is so like meticulously done. Like it had to be perfectly executed. Did you see the the, the, the outline? Have you seen the yeah, yes. Yeah, so that's what I'm talking about. How they had to perform the actual with the song. Uh huh. Yes, perfect. It had to match perfectly. To- like the opening sequence? That's just that, yeah. but like uh, almost every sense. every sequence that pretty much has a song association for him, he had to plan it out perfectly. Like it made sense to me. Like that would I would give him best director for. Yeah. What absolutely. about Yorgos? Yorgos, I'd give him right off the bat because I loved for number one. Like I thought, uh, the favorite was hilarious. It's hilarious. Have you seen the favorite? Dude, oh, well, we have it. You want to borrow it? Yeah, you can borrow it. Real funny. Really, really, really funny. funny. It's amazing. Um, what what else is the other one? Um, the lobster. The lobster, I really love, man. Like, you do something weird. Yeah. I really like that's that one. My f- this is that's my. That's a rom com or a rom, right? It's, I guess the tagline so. is an unconventional love story. Dude, I give it to them. Fucking John C. Riley made me laugh so hard in that movie <laughs> when he's yeah <laughs> when they're, they're punishing for jacking off. Oh my god, dude, that part was so funny to me, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, the lobster is in my top ten for And uh, I keep hearing shit about dog tooth. Great thing. Oh, yeah, and there's another one. And you saw the Killing of Sacred Deer that I didn't get to. I haven't seen it yet. You do we do we have that one? Did you buy that yes. one or we do? Okay, I gotta I gotta watch that one. Deeply disturbing. Why? What's the disturbing parts about it? No, it's just like really. I walked in on you watching it when a Nicole Kidman. Who was yeah. it? Nicole Kidman was Nicole like, Kidman's like they're, uh, I guess Colin Farrell's having sex with her but she's legit like just completely laying still like a doll like in a weird way and I walked in and I'm like what the fuck uh, I guess whatever <laughs> I gotta watch it I don't understand the context so I don't know but, but no context to that scene why, why do they have why know. is she like that then? but why is she acting like that not that's taking pleasure I mean, from sex or whatever? everyone acts like that in that film like no one acts like just a don't. human being oh okay yeah <laughs> that's it's like in a different world huh where like showing emotion isn't part of it mm-hmm. hmm. should we end this episode off uh I don't know that was fun yeah. um oh what did we say uh your ghost so what movie would you give your ghost for a for game paint picture so I got baby driver picture, for lobster the boss, yeah. Uh, I would be happy with the Killing of Second Deer winning, but it's still a great movie. It's fantastic, but you know, if it didn't win, I'll be like, if it was just nominated, I'd be like, that's good that he's getting some recognition. And the favorite, I think, should have won out the Best Picture nominations. Yeah. I liked it better than Roma. Uh, my favorite. Nice. It was my second favorite from 2018. I, I, it's really funny, man. It's, it's really good. My yeah, favorite is Hereditary. Good. You know what? I just realized that. Um, uh, Rachel um, Weiss. Rachel Weiss. Excuse me. Thank you. Yeah, she's in The Lobster as well, and I guess he did the favorite. Yeah, yeah makes sense. Every, once the director gets your good like cast crew, whatever. You know, what we saw earlier today was really good. Is Ryan Johnson's film, newest film, Knives Out. Yes. Ryan Johnson. Oh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. But yeah, good. Oh, how, how was it? Knives Out was good. Really liked it. Really Enjoyed good. the fuck out of it. Really yeah. It looks like a good cast, and I think like it has awesome dialogue, like throughout. Like, it, it just was pretty cool, honestly. But sometimes it felt out of place. Uh, did I look? In my opinion, it just felt like weird. Hmm. Sometimes, but most of the, most of the time, it was really good. It was really good. It was I I liked it because um, I didn't start figuring out till closer to the end, which is very enjoyable when you don't really see it coming too too easily. Oh, okay. Because it is one of those it's like a mystery. Mur- exactly, a, it's a murder mystery. Like, so who done it type? A whodunit type of well, film. Well, not really, because the 
well, if you see in the trailers, the the grandfather uh-huh. the movie, he committed suicide. But we're just trying to see like how did it happen. It's a whole, it's a yes, whole thing. Yes, for Plummer. It's a whole thing. Uh, I can't really. And it, and you, it makes you think it's given away early on when it's not. But it's it's a good like that's kind of how what murder mysteries would be. But it's not in the obvious twist where it's cheesy. It was really good. It was really. Really well done. I really okay, enjoyed it. Sounds good. Well, that's it. Well, there. Uh, yeah, let's recommend that movie. Should we? Should I end it off with a movie quote? I mean, do you, you, boo? I think of one. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just after a girl looking for my own peace of mind. That's Don't a good time ears. Okay. That's <laughs> Clementine Krasinski yeah. from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's not a bad one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For everybody at home, Thomas is an effed up girl. I'm just messing up. <laughs> All right, y'all. This has been Susan Booze. Yeah. Bringing you uh, cheers, fears, pretty good beers. All right, y'all. Playing strange sounds. Yes. That's funny. That's on your to, do, to watch this. Oh, we gotta yeah. talk about John Candy movies at some point. Man. Yeah, man. Really good stuff. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. 